mountaintop Burning like a silver flame The summit of beauty and love Andrea is her name She's got us Yeah baby, she's got us I am Andrea I'm your fire with your desire Welcome back, Galactic Groovers. A uh, little quick intro. What follows this is a freeform um, concoction of a combination of personal distress, um, collective effects of mercury observed yesterday, and some uh, galactic channel info that's being put out there. And it wouldn't be podcast recording at home if there weren't perhaps a barking dog or a loud neighbor unloading things so if you hear any of that uh just ignore it pretend I'm at your house and you're hearing your house noises but at any rate I hope that if you are someone who feels called to universal love this helps you feel better uh part of what I talk about in here is how recording seems to be the magical thing that makes me feel better when we're in this really heavy retrograde energy. I could be laying here literally feeling like I'm dying and then if I force myself to do this I feel better when I'm done. So I hope you enjoy it and um, much love to you all. Hello my lovelies. My galactic groovers. I know I probably don't sound like a groove right at the moment. I probably sound a little bit more like, uh, I don't know, Enya on period hormones and depression, maybe. Uh, love Enya, but just saying, you know, that's pretty mellow, but then added a tone of what the hell. And it turns into more of a sad siren song dirge, I suppose. Um, I've noticed, and it happened to me as well, but uh, everybody seems to be getting a bit slammed with this Mercury Retro Libra New Moon energy, Mars energy world gone mad energy um part of what happens when mercury and mars is in retrograde like this is that anything that is ready to blow um you know whether that's a a natural phenomenon or conditions in a country or um government uh, all the sorts of things we've been experiencing anyway, um, those things tend to flare up, travel, money, communications, all of those things become more difficult. Um, then in the meantime, there's a lot of different, uh, 
channelings and speculations and predictions and stuff based on some on galactic heritage, some on new agey stuff that honestly I have been hearing since I was five years old sitting around the kitchen table uh, in the 70s listening to my very psychic grandma and her friends discussing all these metaphysical things. Um, was it Sunday or yesterday? I went on a deep dive about uh, Telos Lemuria, which is um, an organ a charitable nonprofit in Israel that's associated with Mount Shasta in California, and that talks about that whole city of light inside the earth in a different dimension, overlapping, yada yada. Um, that. Some believe in my grandmother swore that there were um, ships going in and out of the lake at Mount Shasta and that she went there regularly and saw them. But, um, you know, I guess why I came on here to record is A, lately I have noticed that I have physical repercussions if I don't express myself even when I'm having a difficult time doing it um, I will notice that either I'll start to lose my voice maybe I get a cough um, or I'll get pains in certain parts of my body like my hands and if I don't do some sort of thing that expresses uh, what's going on inside me or connect as a channel as I'm being guided to, then um, I feel progressively worse until I do. So in some respects, me doing this is just an act of self-relief, but it's also an act of hoping to ease people's minds and remind you all that you have your own inner guidance. You have your own ability to have discernment over the things that you find and read. Um, I was turned on today to another interesting uh, channeler in India who is talking about the whole Nibiru thing and now they're saying October 19th is when this is supposed to happen. This is a, a totally different separate galactic theory from the uh, Lemuria um, Israel Mount Shasta connection. This has more to do with the Galactic Federation of Light, which you may or may not have heard of if you haven't heard of that before and you're just here because I like tarot, I like music. Um, that's a whole rabbit hole for you to go down. <laughs> uh, but essentially, the Galactic Federation is what most of us light workers who are getting um, these messages. I've been aware of this since I was a kid, but uh, more and more people seem to be talking about it and getting these messages. And we are on a mission here. We are on a mission to help people uh, transmute what's broken inside them. And we're also here to do that um, in our own selves. Because as we heal one, we heal all. Um, one of the uh, 
<laughs> Lightworkers, channelers, angels, magical dragon goddesses <laughs> that I listen to. Um, AOE, Angel on Earth. She's on Instagram. She does a lot of lives. And she does, uh, seems like almost nightly or daily, energy clearing to just benefit anyone who tunes in and wants that energy clearing uh, with a pendulum. But she was talking about this principle as well. So part of what I wanted to share was um, how I accomplish that universal love feeling and a little bit of how that works for me. Uh, I know I should be finishing editing, getting a part two of Jane the Alien, but Jane the Alien is um, reviewing some of the non-shared footage first and then we'll get that put together. I also had on my own personal life um, something happen which uh, knocked me down yesterday and then when I'm in an emergency sort of a situation even if it's like a cosmic spiritual emergency that I'm not physically present for but I'm astrally present for um, whether it seems to be 3D or 5D or 8D or 12D <laughs> Uh, it is my nature to act um, in the emergency response and then not feel it until afterwards, um, which makes sense. I mean, if we just felt everything all the time in every moment, we wouldn't be very functional when there was a crisis. Uh, we would be the person on the airplane in the... Um, movie where everyone's panicking and the plane's going to crash that everyone else has to slap because the bee just be sitting there screaming her head off and um, not helping the situation at all. So I've been crying this morning now that I know what happened and um, have full earth awareness of all that was going on. Uh, which is my friend Serafina says, that's another story. Maybe I'll get to that at the end of this rando recording that you're getting from the goddess right now. But, uh, irregardless of three days of darkness starting October 19th and people freezing in place and all of these different, uh, galactic channelings that are coming through, which can sound very ominous and scary. Um, I'm not saying that I'm at this point in my personal journey where I dismiss nor endorse anything <laughs> because things are changing so rapidly. Who knows? And it perhaps doesn't hurt to be aware that it is possible that, um, this month or sometime between now and January, we could have a period of literal darkness um, due to some planetary movements and then perhaps a failure of uh, tech, magnetic fields interfering with um, all electronics, satellites, those sorts of things. Uh, if you ever watched The Leftovers on HBO, um, or any movie about a big thing that takes out technology. This is not just a 
simple thing where we all kind of maybe freak out for a minute because the planet's dark and we don't know why and our cell phones don't work and then we suddenly get everything back and it's fine. Obviously, if something like this were to happen, planes would fall out of the sky, cars would crash into each other, trains would derail. I mean, you know, shit would get real at that point. Uh, the one channeling I saw about that said that, you know, if you are aware of this happening, um, and you know, it's coming, stay home, stay in your house because it's the safest place for you to be in such a circumstance, which I suppose it would be. And then it basically says that we'll all sort of be frozen in place for three days and we'll be aware that we're frozen but we won't be able to move and it's up to us to be in our spiritual center and grounded place to not be freaked out by all that now the part of me that is amuse and light and the part of me that remembers Mintaka and Lyra and Vega and remembers getting a soul and remembers to deciding to become embodied and feels connected to all the dimensional realities of space and time right now. Uh, none of that sounds like a plan that makes sense. Uh, none of that sounds like the mechanism that I believe in my perception and my timeline of reality that is how this is all going to go down. Um, and so I am not focusing on that, but I am mentioning it just in case if something crazy does happen, because a lot of us have been seeing this, uh, period of darkness, not a long period, a short period, but for, you know, most of us, we've been thinking power grid or communications go down, a uh, good idea to have a generator, batteries, flashlights, candles, you know, more like hurricane preparedness. Um, obviously, the scenario that some of these channelers of their Galactic Federation stuff are putting down is that um, it would be a much bigger deal than that. Um, but at any rate, should something like that happen... You just keep repeating to yourself, I am light, I am safe, I am love, and don't go crazy because you need to keep your body in the highest vibrational state no matter what is coming at us in the next few months. Um, things will get better in January. I know they will. And this isn't just because, oh, it's a new year because honestly, the universe could give a shit about our Gregorian calendar to be real right now. But <clears throat> at any rate, um, getting back to unconditional love, unconditional love means loving people that you hate. This doesn't mean that you have to love a president you don't like or a person that you don't like in a hands-on way of forgiving their actions and who they are. But if you can just... Be reminded when you witness something that triggers your anger or um, hatred or your judgment. If you can see that person as someone's baby and just love them anyway. 
and one of the things that helps me is to be grateful in my mind for them accepting this role as a villain to help everyone grow and transmute these negative energies and um, experiences of duality that we are trying to outgrow. Uh, you literally can change the world with that. You can change yourself with that and you can change others. Um, one of my personal, uh, awarenesses for a very long time. I mean, honestly, it feels like my whole life, but I know there were times where I got really immersed in 3d living and I lost that conscious awareness, but it was always my heart center that God, this is going to make me cry. Um, <sighs> that my mission on this planet could be boiled down to this. I am here to love the earth into a higher plane of existence. So that is where I've been acting from um, my whole life. I haven't always been able to do that without stepping into the play that I'm participating in and play my role. But over these last couple of years, especially, um, I would say around 35 is when I really started to wake up, uh, to that mission. That was so like 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Um, I took a workshop about sacred contracts using the book, uh, from Carolyn Miss, that's M-Y-S-S, to figure out my own personal soul contract and my archetypes and what I was working with and why I came here. And it all boiled down to that, that using all these different aspects of myself that I have in this 3D reality, I am loving the world into a better existence. So in the last year, as the world took a pause and I started to uh, become fully activated. That's the way I would describe it. Suddenly things that I didn't understand made sense and I could uh, utilize my energy field and my awarenesses of the universe in a different way. Um, there's a lot of discussion and worry and concern about energetic boundaries and not uh, imposing your will on another and allowing free will and all of that. Here's a couple things. First of all, your inner child and your highest self are always aligned. Your inner child will never ask for anything that isn't right for you. It's always aligned with your highest good. And many of you may be feeling that inner child right now because uh, when the energy is the way it is right now with Mercury and Mars and Libra, uh, we are a little less connected to our highest self and a little more connected to our inner child because of the um, duality and fear and stuff that we're trying to fix and transmute on this planet 
right now at this present time. But you came here to do this and you can do it. So how I have been doing this now, um, when I meditate, when I'm aware of not just my auric field, but my Merkaba, the everything that I am, I have worked to consciously expand myself out further and further and further to a level where I can get into a state consciously that I feel like I cover the whole planet. And that vibration, that energy field that I'm pushing out and hugging the earth with, uh, that covers everything and everyone, that is unconditional love. That is what my rose quartz bubble is. That is what 7D is. That is what universal love is. And that is not the same as crossing someone's energetic boundaries. Sending love to anyone or anything is never a violation. So what I do now when I'm in a circumstance where um, I'm witnessing some kind of behavior and I find myself either judging it or feeling sorry for the person on the receiving end or just, just seeing that there's some kind of dysfunction there. At this point, I tend to see nothing as a sing, like a duality. I look at a thing and I see all sides of it in that moment. And so that feeling of unconditional love and understanding and acceptance of them, who they are, where they are in their journey, and the awareness that it's my job to help change that in myself and others automatically kicks in. And I don't have those feelings of hatred and anger so much anymore. Uh, but, you know, I'm still human. Um, I'm not going to watch someone, you know, kick a puppy and not have a reaction to that. Sorry if you heard that sniffle. Uh, anyway, so what I do is I feel, because I don't just see it anymore, I feel it. You know, it's not like I'm just imagining it in my mind's eye. I feel it physically. I expand out my love so that it's big enough to encapsulate whatever that is. And then those negative energies or whatever it is that's spinning around are just absorbed. They are transmuted. They are purified. And gosh, even saying that out loud makes me feel like I sound so grandiose right now. But when I was listening to my friend AOE... Last night, I became aware that, um, I, oh, and she also has a podcast too, by the way, you should check out, uh, as I was listening to her, I became aware that, um, we were talking about the same thing, just describing it a little differently. And so I wanted to share how I have been doing this and what I'm doing. Um, I have tested it out in funny ways sometimes, um, and when I'm doing it, I'm imagining their highest good. I'm, an, I'm imagining the people in the situation happy and healthy and having a reconciliation. 
Um, if I'm in traffic and someone is driving like a jackass and trying to kill me, see how not judgy I am kidding. I'm human. I'm still having a human experience. But anyway, said jackass happened one day. And instead of allowing myself to have the feelings of rage and whatnot, I was just thinking to myself, well, he's probably having a shitty day and his energy must feel really awful to him right now. And so I'm driving in traffic. And then all of a sudden I thought, hmm, I wonder what happened if I tried that love thing. And I kid you not, this person was desperately trying to get around me for absolutely no reason, I will tell you, because I live in a small town. It's not like we're in some big city where everybody's jockeying, everybody is jockeying for position <laughs> to get somewhere. This guy was just having a moment. And um, as soon as I did this love bubble thing, it was like his car could not go forward. It, it was like he was stuck in my tractor beam for a little bit. And then he suddenly just like, like you could tell he just chilled out. He stopped driving aggressively. We both went about our merry ways. And in my ego, I guess maybe, or in my um, muse-like rose pink bubble unconditional loving way, I hope that he had a better day. But uh, I have been using this to try to help the land while calling in different dragons. Um, when we had our fire hair, uh, I do this with my property 24-7, the lot that my house is on. Um, and when I'm feeling a large amount of tension, aggression, eruption, um, you know, all the icky stuff, I project that out and I hug the world. And the reason for that is, is that those of us who can do that, that is our job. Uh, as Jessa Reed likes to talk about it, it's like we're the world's Pac-Man. We go through and we just, um, now some of us do this with arsenal energy, like, you know, protests and that kind of thing. But, uh, then there are those of us who are in the love department and it is literally our job to love everybody, which can be really damn hard to do sometimes. But I promise that the more you try to do it, the better the world will feel to you. And the more inner peace you will find within yourself. Because if this is your nature, uh, whenever you go against that, it just doesn't feel good. You, you know, you'll have one of those days where you stub your toe and then something falls out of the fridge and makes a big old mess on the floor. And then, uh, you know, your cat barfs on something and, and you have a flat tire and it just like starts this cascade of crap your way. But when you lean into this love vibe and you do it as you're meant to, um, <clears throat> everything just goes smoother and you'll feel better in every way. Uh, let's see. I feel like I'm getting off track. Love bubble, transmuting, yada, yada. Okay, so... Here's a caution and also a shout out to 
um, Gen Xers and older. Some of us came in here remembering all of this and we've been doing it our whole lives and a lot of your astral nodding was doing that outside of your body because you weren't able to do it consciously yet. Uh, the longer you've been doing that and the longer you've been alive, the more, um, the more you've processed and that's part of why we have needed to do our own process of purification and loving ourselves and why our self-love game has to be like top-notch uh, Super Bowl self-love. We are healing all of that damage that has been done to ourselves now. Our bodies will heal from this as well. But a lot of the things that are wrong with you are because you have been taking in the world's poison and digesting it and purifying the energy of the planet over and over and over again. Uh, you know, think about all the different things you've lived through, depending on how old you are and what your personal traumas were as well. But uh, if you are someone who is like... Um, a love bubble uh, you've probably been one of those people that finds yourself in places a lot of times just by happenstance that need that kind of energy you know like you weren't even planning to be at this thing and now suddenly you're in the middle of uh, some kind of um, crisis disaster thing that needs your love and attention um, one note and warning about working on land and clearing land and hugging the earth is that um, think about all of the poison and toxins and things that have been done to Gaia uh, by us and that is part of what you with your not yet evolved, not yet activated earth body and love bubble have been processing. So I truly believe at this point, this is what I'm being told, is that the more we become adept at this conscious, unconditional love, the more our bodies will heal from the damage that has occurred primarily from doing this kind of work. It doesn't mean that whatever you have, like whatever you were diagnosed with, isn't a real thing. I'm not trying to tell you that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you that just loving yourself is going to cure everything that's wrong with you because I have battled so many things and had crazy stuff. Uh, if you want to hear about my um, giant zucchini-sized tumor, go listen to my other podcast, Call Me Karen. There's an episode called The Tale of Two Tumors because <laughs> I like humor. But um, on there, I talk about that surgery and medical trauma and just some of that kind of stuff. And so I bet a lot of you have probably had similar experiences, whether it was physical or emotional trauma of some sort. So be careful with the earth clearing. Don't don't focus on the land unless you feel um, ready for that. And you'll know if you are, don't, don't push yourself past where you're at now. 
start where you're at now. If your love bubble is 12 feet wide, then that's your love bubble. And you start there. And then you just start practicing on feeling bigger and bigger and bigger love. Uh, but you want to be in a really grounded place when you're doing all this, because otherwise you will feel physical effects from it. And even if, uh, you are grounded, you may still feel physical effects from it. There is a certain amount of, um, personal sacrifice that is still required for some of us to do the level of earth healing that we are attempting to do. Oh boy, that was a 30 minute rant. Can't wait to listen to this back. Um, so real briefly, I'll tell you my personal life a bit. Um, someone very close to me, probably my soulmate, most definitely my soulmate, if I'm being honest, but, um, we're still sort of trying to keep that to ourselves and for ourselves before we announce that to the whole entire world. But in short, um, he's in another country. He had to take a very long, uh, journey yesterday <sighs> back to his hometown, you know, his home. He had traveled, uh, to go back to his, his original village for some weddings that were, he had to go period. Didn't matter when they had decided to schedule them. He had to go. And then he had to come back yesterday, which of course, you know, the first day Mercury goes into retrograde, it's like the worst day to take any trip ever anywhere in case you didn't know that I literally schedule my travel around this shit <laughs> that is the pattern I've noticed is that uh I don't want to be on a plane train or in an automobile for a road trip during that but you know that's just me personally some people have absolutely no problem transmuting that um maybe they're working with more chaos energy and not my love bubble but at any rate, uh, I didn't hear from him for a very long time. And the whole time I was feeling the experience that he was having and purposely not looking at the news because I knew that it was going to tell me what was going on. And I could not dive into that part of it because I needed to be grounded and centered and be my love bubble and send all of that protection to him while he was going through this experience, but, um, I finally heard from him and in the wee hours of morning, uh, <clears throat> and you know, he was, um, caught up in some national protests, uh, sh shot at, tear gassed. He just happened to be, you know, in his bus headed home, but everyone on the bus had to bail and run and drop all their shit and go to safety because of the gunfire and the tear gas uh, after they were done shooting and gassing them and um, he was able to at least get his luggage out of the bus thankfully um, he, his phone was gone and a lot of other people lost their stuff too when you're in a country that doesn't have as much development Having a phone is 
it's like almost as important as having water and food, honestly. At any rate, <clears throat> he's all right now, and I've had my good cry about it. And then um, later I will probably go to sleep and have a nice uh, love bubble meditation for where this protest and fight against more police brutality and oppression is going on. That's right, folks. We're not the only country in the world that has a problem here in the U.S. Um, at any rate, uh, everything's going to be okay. Whew. All right, just pause there for a second, check a message, and grab my dragon cards. And I'm shuffling them because... Right now, dragons just feel like the thing we need, and I'm going to pull a card just for my own peace of mind, asking what we most need right now as a collective network of love bubbles hugging the earth. Could I sound any more like a hippie? I don't think so. Aww. Uh, magenta dragon, which is pretty much in this card, the exact color of my love bubble that I always see in my head. Um, enables you to bring forward your soul wisdom, awaken your soul memories and higher spiritual understanding, prepare for accelerated ascension. Ain't that the truth? I'll, uh, Put this on the cover of the episode, this card, and also post it on Instagram and Facebook because it is very beautiful and it gave me a nice feeling of love bubble when I looked at it. The relationship with all of these decks of cards is truly amazing sometimes and that's why those of us who do it do it. We don't do it because we're charlatans who just want to take your money. We don't do it because we like card games. We do it because the magic and mystery that happens with them is just fantastic. And we enjoy um, all of these synchronicities and guidance that comes from our use of them. I am flipping through the book to the page for this one in particular. My apologies. Ah, fifth dimension. Thank goodness. Um, fifth dimensional magenta dragons accompany us on our eternal soul journey as we experience and learn from all the universes, planes, and dimensions. Whew. So, accelerated ascension, folks. Here it is. Magenta Dragon is here to remind you that you are an illumined soul carrying much wisdom. It is helping you to dissolve any remaining veils of illusion and preparing you to become an enlightened one. It has come to you now to remind you that all is love. <laughs> I knew that, that she was a love dragon. And I'm saying she's a she because I'm pretty sure she's a she. Uh... It has come to you now to remind you that all is love, for we are all one. 
It is time to see all things with the wise inner eyes of truth. Treat everyone as if they were you. Son of a bitch. You see what I mean? What did I just talk about? And then I shuffle these cards and I pull that. Your guidance is to sit quietly with your magenta dragon and allow the door to your vast soul memories to open. When you reveal to yourself who you truly are, you will help to bring forward the new golden age. So get to work, peeps. Go within, love without. Push out those love bubbles. Maybe I'll slap some music in here. I'm not entirely sure. And if all of you would mind just sending a little happy energy and love bubble my way for me and my soulmate, I would appreciate that too. I love you all. And I'm sure I will be talking to you soon and uploading that Jane the Alien episode because I know part two will knock your socks off. Gosh, I feel better. And I hope some of what I said made you feel better too. Uh, I leaned into my Scottish heritage and songs that inspire me to be strong. And I picked the Celtic version for my Scottish roots uh, of Fight Song by Rachel Platten. I hope the next time that I'm free form channeling whatever, I can say unless. I guess I will ask source for the ability to say unless or have weird pauses. Although I've noticed, I don't know if others have noticed this, but channeling and talking about this stuff just kind of seems to come with some wacky cadences sometimes you know pauses that we sort of can't help and sometimes I go through and um, edit them out if it's something where I have a guest or whatnot but it's not always important so at any rate this (laughs) song fight song and the Celtic version um, in particular I recorded this song when I somehow in spite of the first time doing an online competition and shitty product I was submitting. I somehow made it to the finals of this fairly big competition on Smule and I felt like even though my life was falling apart I had to do a thing and submit it or else then it was like dishonoring the people that had been eliminated that didn't get a spot in the finals. So this is what I did but um I, <laughs> it reminds me that I kind of had a trial by fire before the 2020 hindsight hit. That's what I'm calling it now. This year is just 2020 hindsight. So I, I know everything that went on at the time was part of me being ready and strong enough and also maybe kind of financially stable enough in my house being in the right condition to get through this year with my kids and it also definitely toughened them up a little bit and helped them grow up uh, so that this was easier for them as well. Um, fortunately we did a lot of online school as they were growing up so none of that was a shock to their system but last November my little furry companion 
died in my arms and I had lost um, furry friends before but with her it was just really hard one of my friends said that she was my soulmate dog that like you know not all dogs are wonderful and they all have spirits and everything but you know kind of like people some of them are your soulmate and so anyway this this dog was with me for 13 years and she was such a love and she really only you know she really just only wanted me all the time and towards the end she had diabetes and I think she just got tired and I mean she was 13 you know but nonetheless <laughs> you're attached and I really hadn't worked through all my attachment stuff either and then part of it was also guilt and shame in knowing that sometimes animals take on things for us they have a karmic agreement a soul contract with us just like we have with each other or with the universe um, especially as love bubble people uh, to they help me do that work I've had her and then I had a pug who was around for 13 years oh gosh now I'm gonna be dreading when we get to 13 years with my present rescue dog Sophie but um but the cat made it to 16 years <laughs> that was before them at any rate uh, but especially Cherie my little fluff ball she passed in my arms and even though she was old and she was sick and I told her it was please if you're tired it's okay to go I'll be all right uh, when she died in my arms, my son, my 17-year-old son, had to sweetly and maturely come put his hand on my arm and say, Mom, she's gone, as I'm, like, trying, like, I'm about to give my dog. <laughs> Sorry, I have this, like, weird, uh, that weird response thing where some things that should make me cry make me laugh instead, but... Um, just imagine the scene, okay? <laughs> Jeez. I've been taking care of her for a day and a half. There was like some shitty bullshit with the vet and I couldn't get her good care because they were busy that day and tired and she didn't scream loud enough at the doctor. So he just sent us home. Uh, but, and I know she did that because she did not want to stay there. Poor baby. But, uh... Anyway, so she's, she's gone. She's in my arms and she's gone. And I am just totally losing my shit. And my son is like, Mom, <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> I'm about to give this B-shot, Frise. Oh my God. Freaking mouth to mouth. <laughs> Trying to save her. Oy. And then... um. 10 days later my house flooded and we spent six seven weeks in two suites at one of those residence inns which thankfully was fabulous and uh came as a result of an originally horrible situation <laughs> so sometimes companies will do a thing to you and you're like this is bullshit I can't believe this is where they expect me to stay like not in a privileged way I mean it just wasn't it wasn't gonna work because we had to bring 200 gallon reptile tanks 
and a cat with us plus enough stuff to you know basically live um for two months so we wound up at the residence in and we did that and I don't think if we I think if we had not had that experience and that bonding and that you know working through dealing with an emergency being crappy with each other and being tired of doing things like packing and moving shit around because once we got to the hotel we were in two suites the first time and then my youngest was sleeping on a a pullout bed like in a one-bedroom suite and then oldest was in another one-bedroom suite and so there was no real bed happening there and um he was driving me insane with his sprawl of crap in a one-bedroom suite and a cat so anyway uh they gave us a two-bedroom suite and so my kids were in a different suite on a different floor and because of all that and then I wound up moving rooms because a top floor room became available which meant there wasn't a work of you know man contract worker who was going to get up at 6 a.m or 4 a.m or 3 a.m and stomp around in my head in boots Which is funny because I was picturing this giant, you know, 300 pound oil rig kind of dude, oil field worker, you know, with his uh, steel toe boots on. And it was actually a man small in stature who looked a little bit like if Prince were a hipster. So it was super funny that he was the one making all that noise over my head. But that meant that we moved three times in the hotel once with the uh well twice with the well technically in to the next suite then back home so we had to move those damn 100 gallon reptile tanks three times so we toughened up and then we had to also pack (laughs) wait for it we had to pack up all our things and um, have them in a one of those pod things in the driveway because there was one extra square foot of really old asbestos paper linoleum underneath the flooring that was where the flood happened that they were going to have to rip out and do asbestos abatement before they could start the remodel in the house. So anyway, it was a big undertaking. And by the time the pandemic showed up, we were like, huh, oh, okay. We can deal with this. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Uh, But, and it, you know, sort of set me up for a little bit of financial stability. Here's a tip. If you ever have a house claim and a bunch of stuff happens and you have to deal with, like, washing an entire wardrobe, all your sheets, blankets, because when you see all that water and you're trying to stop it spreading to other areas, your instinct is to just grab anything absorbent and throw it on the floor and have a makeshift thing going. Uh, Thankfully, I was home when it happened. But at any rate, um, I had my own little flood. Isn't that funny? I had a flood before the rebirth of my life in the world. So in that vein... when it came time for me to do this song for the finals I think I had 
been in the hotel maybe two weeks and I was exhausted so I did my best but every time I hear this song especially with the Celtic angle and the bagpipes which have always <laughs> made my heart sing <laughs> which I know there's like a million people not that I have a million listeners but a million people going oh gosh bagpipes my worst nightmare but I love them they play feelings I really feel inspired by this song and we all are the love bubbles those of us in the love department of the Galactic Federation of Light we are those small boats on the ocean of emotion and we're sending those big waves of love and that was just the corniest schmaltziest stuff that's ever come out of my mouth possibly if one of my children were here they would be outwardly cringing and saying ugh mom so hopefully this weird little trip um, into the song and out of that episode gave you some inspiration lots of love DM me for readings cat's trying to get in my room that's hilarious he knows how to open doors he's not a space cat like Jessa Reed's cat sorry to disappoint you there but at any rate uh, I can listen to him <laughs> uh, I'll be right there seriously dude so enjoy this song if you made it this far and I hope it makes you realize that you're one of a million boats oh my god we're love boats (laughs) don't worry I'm not going to sing the love boat theme to you at least not this week or this episode Uh, since I seem to be cranking out two or three a week at this point Oh boy, hang in there. It's going to get better. And don't forget to think of what you want to set your intentions for and what you want to let go of with the new moon and cut your cords every time you're in the shower or the tub. Tub is better. Love you. Peter, Paul, and Mary. I'm so sorry that I'm talking again, but I realized when I listened back to the extremely long outro that I guess I just have to call a segment now, uh, that I forgot to tell you the tip about insurance claims. No, this is not an insurance fraud thing. I am a very reputable person, trustworthy and honest, probably to a fault, but, uh, the insurance adjuster, at the main office in Texas actually told me, let me give you her name and number. Kidding. Can you imagine if I like outed her to her company? She told me to keep track of all my hours and the guys that came to do the, um, like the emergency cleanup and the drying. Oh my gosh. 20 industrial fans going downstairs when they finally shut them off. I think it was a week like it, it slowly got quieter, but when they finally shut them all off, we all realized 
that we'd been yelling and that our whole entire body had been tensed up the whole time. But at any rate, there was a lot of work packing all of the stuff that was downstairs. And then, um, you know, it's like, it's like 1400 square feet down there. There's two bedrooms, um, and a bathroom. Uh, so we had to pack up all that stuff and it was a ginormous mess because the guys with the drying crew, like they come in and they, uh, push everything into the dry spot, uh, in a giant tangle and then they, you know, proceed the dry, the drying process. But at any rate, <clears throat> the insurance adjuster, uh, instructed me to keep track of our hours and they paid us like it was, you know, labor. They paid us as if they would have to pay someone else to come in and do that work for us. Um, so that was really helpful and kind of helping to rebuild. And part of the reason they do that is because you really get boned with like replacement cost and, uh, versus depreciation on items and different things. And you need to have, you know, cash to lay out, to buy stuff that you're replacing, uh, in order for them to give you the full amount of it usually. Uh, if you just are like, be, because they don't want you to, um, you know, scam the system, but at any rate, keep track of your hours. If you ever have a flood or fire or some kind of home damage sort of situation, because it all counts. So at any rate, that was the tip I wanted to give you guys. Oh man, I want to go record Love Boat instead so bad and slap that in here. Talk to you next time.
Still believe.